0: Hello and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. I'm Phil Halley. Joining me tonight to talk about a 5-1 win over FC Cincinnati
1: are Nathan Halley. Party on Garth. Drew Wolfson.
2: It is almost
0: 2 in the morning, so good morning, Phil.
1: And Patrick Stark. When it rains, it pours.
0: It did pour tonight. Are we going to talk about the way the weather situation was handled? Are we pouring goals
3: or pouring rain? A
0: little bit of both,
3: a lot of bit of both, a lot of bit of both. If we're being honest, yeah, it was a it was a rough start. I think we were all excited to get down there. It's, I know it's my favorite thing. I assume it's all of your favorite thing. It's a fair assumption. We had some unfortunate weather blow through the St. Louis area. Some tornadoes and and hail delayed the game. What two, two and, and, and a half, a half hours? hours? So we hung out at my parents' house, watched the Colorado Charlotte game, booed Enzo Capetti a lot it's the worst
2: oh yeah he has not gotten better he has not learned any lessons there were a couple capettis on cincinnati a couple petty capettis
3: so our man on the inside kind of gave us a, a rundown of the timing i felt like they were going to cancel because they were still lightning when he said they were going to be making the decision and to be honest i was kind of tired i was like all right i'm fine i'll go home it'll be it'll be good and i came through that the game was going to start and we we went down and we had to deal with a super weird parking situation where they were like oh the people who run this parking lot uh left
2: but you can just park there they didn't seem to know there was a soccer game on
0: no no it all worked out we got into the stadium what did we think of the stadium vibes it was not as full given the weather but still pretty full and pretty energetic
1: a lot of latecomers, I think due to the rain delay, people were behind schedule, but by the time kickoff and maybe a few minutes in, it filled out nicely, pretty nicely. I would say it was more people than I was expecting for sure. And I'll say this, showing up off of that rain delay, as soon as I got there, it just felt good. The energy was real good. The teams were already warming up, and I felt we looked sharp, looked fast out there just in our warm-ups, so I was real excited to get there.
2: Vibes were outstanding. It did feel great getting in there. Basically, immediately, you could feel the atmosphere. Uh, You have to give it up for the fans. I love these fans, and it is really pretty special there on game day, game night.
1: Yeah, I thought it was still
0: loud. Yeah, I couldn't really tell a difference in stadium volume. All right, well, speaking of a few minutes in, we had a quick goal for City that really
1: set the atmosphere for the night. Yeah, I think that was definitely a key goal. Getting out early in front uh, helped get the bad taste of the, the two shutouts in our previous games out of the way. It was nice to have Stroud out there on, uh, on a nice shot. I'll, I'll tell you what, Stroud was
0: my man of the match. I think after not getting any game time last week, he had something to prove, and I thought he proved it. He was working hard all game, running the full field. Glad to see him get a goal. He had you know, the assist on Hebert's goal. Just a, a great night, I thought.
1: He
3: looked real sharp. I know that there are some people in the world, in our circle, who at least before tonight have not been big Stroud fans. I think I'm on the record. You can go back and listen to podcasts. I like him. I think he brings an energy to our team.
2: He's more than just a pretty face.
3: He is. I mean, he's fast. He's got talent. He should be making more than $80,000 a year. FC Cincinnati is a good team. And even 5-1 is not necessarily a scoreline that reflects the quality of play of them. I think getting that early goal, which was just like a really nice goal off a set piece that he just put in the corner, put Cincinnati on their their back heels immediately, and, and they never were able to, to come back. So, yeah, hugely important. Glad to see him back healthy. I know there were rumors about his health.
1: so Completely unsubstantiated rumors.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, totally unsubstantiated.
1: Actually, actually they were, I don't know, can they be substantiated to be false?
3: Yes, yes, actually, I think they were uh, just lies. But great to see him back out there. I thought more broadly, this was a much better formation for us. It was a much better lineup. That That's what I like to see, a 4-4-2 with those guys. Now, I, I think I probably like Blom over Vasilev, but still, that, that works for us.
1: It's based on a really small sample size. No offense to Blom. If Blom
2: Wang would heal, we will be formidable. In every position. I mean, Vasilev is playing fine. I, I love Blum.
0: Well, maybe we'll wait for our man from Hanoi to join us to talk about this in a little more detail. But Alm was also back. And I Hell, thought he yeah. had an amazing night. Yeah. Great
3: night for Alm. Again, small sample size. But I believe in small sample sizes being large sample sizes. Midfield was so much better with him there. Although... I don't know. I, no one should listen to me. Like, seriously, if you're listening to this and you hear my voice, just turn it off because I, right before Leuven scored, I sent a message out saying that Leuven was playing terribly. And then right before we scored our third goal, I think I said that we had no ability to transition the ball up the field. So just ignore me. But yeah, it was great to see Alm back. It's a shame that his goal will actually go down as an own goal because like really that was all him.
0: That was all him. I thought the setup to Jokini, his touch there was just very well done. It was beautiful. Yeah.
2: And while we're giving out flowers, John Nelson at left back, he's the one who matriculated the ball down the field, so to speak, for that goal. Alm had the nice layoff, the nice little touch, little flicks and tricks into Giacchini. Uh Nelson on the second goal that Livin
0: scored, basically passed two defenders on that
2: yeah had a little heavy touch maybe but it confused the first defender and then he nutmegged the second defender and he whipped a ball in that pinged around a little bit Jacquini got a little touch whatever got to live in who clinically finished it we spread it around everybody played well we came out early uh went straight for them and uh this was just just a delight and it's nice to get right back to where we were. Well, how we were feeling in that Salt Lake game. Long may continue because it's a great feeling. I think we, again, played our style,
3: which you could see, like, we only had 43% of the possession, but we were pressing, I thought, which was good. We were tacking them long balls up to our forwards, kind of, because I will still say that our midfield doesn't necessarily have the most ball handling talent to transition from defense. Our defense is like really really good. I'm I genuinely believe that they are just good. Parker is so solid in the center there just cleaning up everything that comes his way. Hebert this dude comes out of nowhere now he's got another goal. Beautiful goal. Beautiful header off of yeah, love it off a set piece. Um just really solid back line and we don't even have uh, what's his name? Uh, who's still got the knee injury?
2: Nielsen.
0: Yeah. Well, so St. Louis's defense, yeah, we we shut them down. They were, we talked about this in the pre pod. They were missing some people. They were missing Acosta. They were missing Brenner. Did that hurt them in their ability to convert? They had some chances. You know, they were not without some quality chances in the game.
2: They had some claims for fouls, for penalties. But really, they didn't earn – they they were maybe 50-50. So they didn't really earn any luck. They didn't play very well once they were in our box. I don't think they deserved much more than than they had. Yeah, they w- lost the ball at key moments. They There was one opportunity in our box that they didn't shoot and then eventually passed around a couple times and lost it. So I feel fine with our defense. I don't think they were entitled to much more, you know, Brenner was too busy with Westworld or the King and I or whatever wasn't, wasn't available. We played well on both ends here.
3: I am missing something.
1: That was a Yule Brenner
3: reference. Oh, uh, okay. That'll bring in the young ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I do think you've, if you miss those two guys, you're bringing in basically your second string offense at this point. And to a, to a large degree, that's certainly going to hinder your ability to convert any of your chances. And if we look at the XG, according to the MLS website, we were 1.5 to 1.5. Is this the pod where we figure out what XG is? No, because I think now more than ever, I don't understand it at all because I felt like our opportunities were pretty good opportunities. And I don't know how we could have scored five goals with an XG of 1.5. I mean, I guess statistically, basically every shot on goal we had went in just about seven shots on target. One of our goals came from an off target shot. So I guess that gives us a little bit of wiggle room there. But no, I still don't understand it. I understand it now less than ever.
3: And I'm less inclined to learn what it is, but we will keep referencing it.
2: So it's, if it's supposed to put the game into greater context, By whose chances were better, who had more better chances, historically better chances. It's extremely misleading when a game that we score in the third minute and go up 5-0 and win 5-1, and the reflection is that somehow we should have, we had worse chances, or we were worse. I don't know. If you just look at XG, you would think maybe they're the better team, but it's like, I don't know how you could watch the same game and come to that conclusion.
1: I would almost argue three of our best chances did not result in goals. We had uh, Klaus with a pretty good shot on goal. There's another one. For those of you who who don't know this, we record this immediately after the game, so we haven't had a chance to really review much of anything.
3: That's the beauty of this, of our two episodes, is the raw emotional content.
1: And there's a lot of raw emotion and very little else.
2: Believe it or not, the midweek episodes we've had time to think.
1: (laughs) I don't believe it.
2: So I, w- I
3: want to loop back. So yeah, they w- they were missing a couple of guys, but it's important to remember that that we are too. Now they aren't our our forwards, but we're missing possibly our best defender, whose name I've forgotten again because it's two in the morning. Nielsen, Blom still out. Every team is hurt, so it's not an excuse.
0: I think it's really good for the team's morale i would assume to get a win against a top quality team i would worry if you come out with a loss to seattle with a loss to cincinnati that the narrative is that oh well they can beat you know plenty of teams but they can't compete at the highest tier i think this game puts that to bed and establishes us solidly as a, a top team in the league it's a real statement game
2: a, yeah, a statement game, especially when Cincinnati comes in with seventeen points uh, from seven games, the best in the league. Four goals conceded, right? Pri- in all of those games combined, and we and we scored five against them. Hadn't lost uh, on the
3: road since like last summer. Streets are made to be broken.
2: Yeah, I think going into
3: these three games, there were you know people going around on Twitter, or Facebook saying, "Hey, what would you be happy with coming out of this?" I'm still not super happy. I I still think we at least deserve to draw out of that Minnesota game, but Hey, top of the supporters table right now, top of the Western conference. I don't think there's anything we can be too upset about right
2: now. No, there's absolutely and that's coming from me. There's nothing. There's nothing to, to be upset. Well, let's about. not, I mean, let's not, I could come up with some things. The only thing you should be upset about, Nate is uh, the quality of your pregame meal.
3: The pregame meal wasn't great. And the soda I got from the machine, I don't I think it was all syrup, which wasn't great.
2: Oh, so basically, like the like when Bart Simpson asked for a squishy that's entirely made out of syrup and then sings the Springfield, Springfield, it's a hell of a town song.
3: Interesting fact
2: about Nathan Halley, I have never seen
0: The Simpsons. The Cherry Cordial, five stars. This is an ice cream treat. Absolutely delicious. Woody again. Is it boozy? No.
3: Because cordial, you think that's like a little boozy. Did you like how the fans vociferously booed when they said that they were going to shut off the beer sales at halftime?
1: It was the loudest outburst by the crowd, I think, in the entire game. I was one of them.
2: I was one of them, not because I was going to buy any more beer. I did buy two beers previously for $27, but I I wasn't intending to buy a beer at halftime. And I know, I'm sure they have to shut down the sales because it's some MLS bylaw or whatever. But I would have liked a more apologetic tone from the loudspeaker. (laughs) Oh, that's what it was about. You could have been like, sorry, sorry, y'all. I do want to address my dinner, which
3: I was looking forward to all week, because I found out last week that there's a mac and cheese covered in barbecue brisket and red hot riblets. So those are some of my favorite things in the world. The mac and cheese tasted like quiche, which is weird. The brisket was like pulled pork. And I think there was one Red Hot ripplet, So I would recommend passing on that. I think next week I'm gonna go completely outside of my comfort zone and just walk up to a place and buy something.
0: While we're on the topic, I would recommend the Murphy Lee song, Red Hot Ripplets to all listeners. Oh yeah,
2: that's a
3: good
0: song.
2: Last thing about the actual game that I wanna say is that own goal. It's definitely an own goal because if the shot is off target and off the, and the post is off target and then it is diverted into the goal by the defensive team, it's an own goal, so by the letter of the law. But it's, that's so harsh because if Alm doesn't strike that ball the way he does and if it doesn't care him off the post the way it does and hit the goalie in the back of the head who doesn't know a thing about it and isn't looking at the ball and go in, like, it, it, it's, you know, it is Alm's goal. Um,
3: There's emotion- a beautiful strike.
2: Emotionally, philosophically, but not by the letter of the law. And I feel bad for that. Clint Dempsey scored one for Fulham like that when it bounced off. In fact, I think that one was off the crossbar and back of the goalie's heading in. And I've seen that goal a couple of times, and, you know, the, the goalie looks a little ridiculous, and, of course, they don't, they don't want that own goal. And the... Attacker did everything to make that goal happen and gets nothing out of it. So, anyway,
0: in the city press stats, it goes down as an alm goal.
2: Oh, oh nice. <laughs> I like it. That's a moral victory for alm for our boy Rasmus.
3: So, two things. One, can we go out with the song Red Hot Ripplets by
0: Murphy Lee? Ooh, I don't think we have the willingness to pay royalties for that. Maybe if we have enough listeners.
2: Does he live in St. Louis still? Can I just go knock? Well, it's 2 in the morning. Tomorrow, (laughs) do you think I can knock on his door and ask him for permission?
3: Probably. Second, you really did feel bad for the bad Roman. Because he looked... I mean, it's not his fault, but you're going to look dumb when the ball bounces off the back of your head into
0: your own goal. Not his fault at all, but he let in more goals in this game than he had let in the previous how many he did not look good did he not fantastic there were a couple i thought he could have had i would have expected berkey to have them if they were the other way around i think
3: i think we definitely come out with the stronger roman
1: in this battle of the romans you would say thumbs down so
3: how do we classify that though because you know, depending on when you're looking at the history of the Roman Empire, the the Eastern Roman Empire, more powerful one.
2: I think a better context would be maybe that Roman Berkey is more like Julius Caesar and Roman Salentano is more like Pompey. Great great in his own right, but just happened to lose badly in this encounter.
0: We'll really need our man from Hanoi to get more (laughs) deep into this particular aspect.
1: But speaking of Pompey, Cilio Pompeo, anyone? Oh, that run. That's
3: oh, yeah. pretty, right? That was beautiful. It would have been nice if he could have gotten some sort of reward for
1: that. Would that would have been nice, but that was still pretty.
2: I think that I like what he's done. I like what Adenaran has also done, but most of that is just running. Well, okay, but late in the game,
3: you know, you're trying to seal a win. This time, I think it was pretty much in the bag, but you know you bring in uh, a Celio and he does some runs like that and puts them on their their back feet uh, that's really important i've talked about it several times i really like that from him i always get excited when i see him coming off the bench especially because i found out this week that he and i share a tattoo artist so i feel like i have an even like just this really close bond we are both of our bodies have been mutilated by the same man
2: I'm sure he feels the same way. Anyway, you're you're definitely right about your analysis there. Speaking of May 4th,
3: may the 4th be with you. My back will be the proud owner of a St. Louis City Crest. Getting it in color this time. The guy said he would do his very best to match the colors. There is wow. no way he's going to do it.
2: If he can do City Red, I will That's be so challenge. impressed.
3: Well, maybe we'll do a video podcast the week after and we can... Uh, we can determine how good it is.
2: Will he get an owl anywhere on there?
3: I already, have a, I already have an owl. Actually, what I told him, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but the next one will be my left shoulder, will be the Sheffield Wednesday crest, which does have an owl. So then I'll be, I'll be dual owled.
0: We're going to take a break from the Sheffield Wednesday minute again, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, let's not even... That's... But we're not going to tell you why. Okay, fair
0: enough. We might replace it with the, what do we call it, the Ryo Roundup? I don't know. We'll, we we'll do workshop something.
3: Raya Roundup, or what were some of the other teams we've decided? We Doesn't Claire really like Flamingos? She did. Does she not anymore? Because there's a really popular Brazilian
0: team called Flamengo. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think Claire's getting in the Brazilian league. Oh,
0: it's our man from Hanoi. Joining us from the trafficy streets of Hanoi, Chris Hoff. Good to have you. What did you think of the game?
4: Boy, howdy. that was a That was a romper. Loved every minute of it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Battle of the Romans.
4: Well, it could only have ever ended one way.
0: Well, history would beg to differ, I suppose. The Western Roman was victorious in this case.
3: You really need to... Th- these metaphors have gone too far. Chris, I think more importantly, for several weeks now, you've been talking about the importance of one Rasmus Alm, and I believe you have been proven... Very prescient.
4: Do you hear that palpable, palpable sound of uh, self-satisfaction in my voice? Yes, I, I have been right all along. I've been, I've been praising his name the entire time he's been out, and, and here we are talking about his three assists. Should have had a goal.
0: We covered that. That according to City Press, that was an alm goal. He,
2: he definitely should. He definitely should have had a goal. He should have had an assist. I think three assists may, may be a little
4: generous. Maybe you've already covered it. He definitely got the Jokini assist on that beautiful, sumptuous. Oh,
0: sumptuous, indeed.
4: I'm going to dream about that. And then the one off the post and into the back of the Roman the Younger and into the own goal, that's an assist.
1: Wait, is that an assist? Is an own goal an assist?
4: It is in fantasy football, which is the way I think of assists. I love the 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 Leuven poster. I loved seeing my main man Patrick Stark and his lovely significant other standing next to Leuven on the pitch. How'd that come to be?
1: Well, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the city walk around at the end of the game. It's a it's a nice moment. I really enjoy the the Red Rover cheer to the to the supporters section. This walk around was interesting because klaus at some point took off his jersey and was standing there like a greek god just surrounded by paparazzi with his magnificent lion back tattoo in full glory i don't know exactly what was going on but he gave his jersey out to a to a fan Shortly thereafter, Roman Berkey handed his neon green keeper jersey to someone in the, in the south end, which is uh, as far as I can tell, a new a new experience from what I've seen.
4: and he was then standing there like a Roman god, shirtless, yes.
1: He actually wasn't shirtless. he still um, had the long had sleeves. Under armor. Okay, fair enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can't buy that neon green keeper kit oh.
2: Klaus was looking like Christ the Redeemer uh, in Rio that always gets banned to at every game of the World Cup.
1: And then uh, after the completion of the walk around, Leuven uh, was signing autographs and taking pictures with everyone down in the, uh, I believe, the southwest corner. And Joachini came over for a while. A couple others were signing some autographs. Kyle Hebert actually jumped into the stands. I believe his family was there, which makes his beautiful goal all the sweeter. Indeed. And so he was taking pictures, signing autographs until finally security kicked everybody out, and then they then Leuven and uh Hebert left the left the pitch.
0: Well, I thought it was a great way to return to St. Louis after a loss. The crowd was with the team the whole way. It was great to see. Drew and Pat, you're wearing your City Grays home game, but with the Grays, how do we feel about that?
1: You know, I think it's uh it sounded like it's a one-time deal, and I don't mind it because you know, you don't get to see them in person too often. And they were wearing their their river blue and with the city red stripe accent shorts, which is different from their normal road all grays. Mm. So I I was actually kind of digging it. It was a good look.
2: Wait, how were the shorts different?
1: Normally at the road games, they've been wearing gray shorts. So gray top, gray bottoms. Today they were wearing navy shorts with the city red Adidas stripes down the side.
2: Well, I'm glad you were so perceptive, Pat. I don't know what they're doing playing jazz with these uniforms. Like there should be an away kit and home kit call me old-fashioned anyway i i love this gray kit i think it looks good
0: well the kit was looking good and the team was looking good gentlemen 5-1 fantastic to see it
4: a statement victory over who were prior to the game cincinnati the leaders of the whole league
2: yeah i i knew there was nothing to fear from wkrp in cincinnati
0: well with that we take it forward to colorado next week we'll have a midweek pod to look forward to that But I got to think St. Louis is liking their chances going into that from here.
2: I'm going on the road, boys. I'm going to Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Why would I ever go to Cincinnati? I'm going on the road. I'm going to Denver. Going to see Los Rapidos.
0: That's right, listeners. We are going to have local coverage of the Colorado game from our own Drew Wolfson. Drew, you'll have to join us for an afterpod.
4: I think I can make it. All right. Let's just acknowledge how far this podcast has come. We now have a field correspondent that we are able to, through the generous support of our sponsors, send on-site to Away Games. What an amazing development for us and our listeners.
0: Absolutely. We look forward. I don't know what we look forward to.
4: We look forward to hearing from some
2: sponsors. Red Hot (laughs) Rift. We look forward to hearing from some (laughs) sponsors. I know you're out there. I know you're out there
0: no i like to keep this podcast as just an international friendly a talk between friends i think that's what works for us i prefer we have no listeners apologies to those of you who are listening
2: we wish you weren't
0: all right chris nate drew pat been an excellent night thanks for joining
4: good times great oldies get some sleep boys you've earned it